Good evening and welcome once again to Grease the Wheels. It's your Uncle Jimmy here. Come to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage. All right. Today I want to talk to you about the cars we work on. One of the things that uh, I wanted to speak about is the different brands, the makes, and the models that we all work on. Okay. Now, some of us that are listening to this, if we're automotive technicians, we get to work on just cars or pickup trucks. But there's also some guys here maybe who work on airplanes or they work on heavy equipment or maybe they even work on generator engines and whatever. Um, They're all part of the fraternity, guys. So we'll let them in and we'll listen to their gripes and maybe we'll hit on a few things that uh, get under their skin or cause them problems. But mainly what I'm going to concentrate on is the makes and models of cars and trucks that automotive technicians typically see. Now, one of the things that I've noticed about technicians and is certainly true about myself is that I would prefer to work on one brand of car. Okay, I'm very familiar with it. I know what they do. I don't have to think a whole hell of a lot sometimes. Sometimes I do have to think a whole hell of a lot, but I only have to think in the same manner that the engineers that built that particular make a car thought. And that might not make any sense to you if you're you're not familiar with it, with some of the cars, but it makes a lot of sense if you are a technician who works on, say, something that's more technologically advanced than perhaps a stationary engine or maybe some heavy equipment because certain cars do certain things one of the things that i like to say is that when you mass produce a car or anything for that matter that you also typically mass produce the problems that go along with it and after a while if you repair these problems if you repair cars that have these problems you don't even need to think about what they're doing you just go oh yeah they all do that and you get to fix it and if you fixed one or two or three or ten of them you know exactly what to do and you can get it done pretty quickly and a lot of times you can make a fair amount of money because you know what to do it's that old saying where the uh, the guy comes in to fix the computer because the, you know these guys have a computer and it's broken and they can't get it to work. And so they call a guy to come in and fix it. And he says, yeah, I can fix it. It's going to be $200. And so they go, okay, we agree that you can fix a computer. We'll pay you $200. He takes out a big hammer. He hits the computer on the side. And the computer starts working. And he hits him with a bill for $200. And they complain like little girls. Oh, all you did was hit it with a hammer. Oh, can we pay you $200 for that? He says, I'll tell you what. I'll give you, an, I'll give you a... Uh, itemized invoice and what it says on the invoice it says hitting computer with a hammer one dollar knowing exactly where to hit the computer with the hammer a hundred and ninety nine dollars so guys that's why a lot of us are very brand loyal very brand specific okay now if you work at an independent shop and uh, i did for a little while if you work at an independent shop you are a creature of another species okay and if you like it you're a strange and crazy creature of another species because the um, particular shop i worked at would not even consider not bringing in a car of any type of any make of any year of any model at any time i went from working on volkswagen beetles from the 60s to working on ferraris brand new bmws 
uh, Mustangs, Camaros, Chevelles, uh, Audis, uh, Jaguars, Alfa Romeos, uh, every form of shit that you could imagine. And I really mean that in many cases, shit. Okay. Uh, the person who ran our shop decided that she just wanted everyone's money in the world. And even though there were numerous technicians in the city that we lived in, uh, she wanted us, the four of us, there were four of us, she wanted us to fix every car in the city, uh, every single one, if it was possible. Um, and it wasn't. A lot of times she said yes to people who wanted to bring in certain cars that she should have said no to. So there's that. We literally, and I mean, this is this is no no lie, no stretch of the imagination. She literally brought in everything. I literally worked on. Uh, I, I had we had a fucking Corvair in a shop one day. A Corvair. Some of you probably don't even know what that is. Um, we we honestly, and and we had some cars that, to be quite frank with you. I like to say that I'm undefeated, you know, that I win every time we play, that no matter what they bring me, I can fix it. But uh, we had a couple that we had one in particular that defeated me. I couldn't get it to work. Uh, one of the other mechanics in the shop couldn't get it to work. We sent it on its way. And it wasted an enormous amount of our time, time that could have been spent fixing something else, something better, something more lucrative. Thank you very much. But that was, that was just the way that shop worked. So if you work at an independent, kudos to you, my friend. You have to be multi-talented. You have to have numerous tools uh, to do numerous different jobs. You have to understand numerous systems. You have to be able to keep your frustration in check, something that I wasn't able to do. I'm a very hot-headed person at times. Uh, very vocal, okay? Obviously, if I'm doing a podcast, I'm a vocal son of a gun. So that's one of the things that I had to deal with. Um, I got out of there and went to a dealership so that I could work on just one make of cars, and they were newer. And that, that's a big thing, too, if you work in independent. Uh, a lot of the cars they bring you aren't very new. Some of them are downright old, and some of them are downright junk. And you can't fix one thing without breaking three things. And then suddenly you get the ever since you, or, you know, you broke this, you broke that, you end up fixing the car for free. It's, it just ends up being a mess. So you can understand why somebody might want to work at a dealer where there's just one brand of cars that gets worked on by you. And uh, that's, that's what I ended up uh, morphing to, I guess you would say. That's where I ended up hanging my shingle as if I was a doctor or something. It's actually worked out extremely well for me. And, uh, you know, if you can, if you can do that, if, if that's something that, you know, maybe you think would appeal to you, you should definitely give it a shot. If you're an independent and you like one particular make of cars over another, you may want to try working for that dealer. Uh, the pay may or may not be better. I have met some individuals who work at independents who are extraordinarily talented at what they do. Um, I've also met some technicians who work at independents who are extraordinarily talented and self-taught. And uh, sometimes if you're a trained technician like I am, I, I you know, went to tech school and, and then I did a brand-specific tech school. So I, there's th certain things that I learned correctly. Uh, as a technician at an independent shop, you're just going to learn basically by watching the other technicians do what they do, maybe figuring things out. And sometimes... 
you know, occasionally, I don't want to say a lot of times, but occasionally you get things wrong. Uh, things need to be fixed a certain way and you're not doing it that way, but somehow or another you're getting a job done. It all ends up in the end, working out in the end. Um, I had a couple of cases where someone tried to tell me something that I learned a different way. And when I let them know that I learned that in a much different manner, they didn't seem to appreciate the fact that I knew better than they did, even though they'd been doing it longer. So that's something else that you have to deal with. Uh, there's a lot of uh, brands of cars out there that I believe shouldn't exist. I'm going to come right out and say it. I dislike cars made in Asia. I just don't like them. I, I begrudgingly have to admit that some of them are the most reliable cars I've ever seen, um, but they're not perfect either. Uh, there's technicians that work in shops that work on those. Um, and certainly I've seen them all in the junkyard, so they're not perfect by any stretch. And with the way that they are marketed to our country, to the people here in the United States, uh, they're marketed in such a manner that makes us, uh, or they try to make us believe that we can't build anything, uh, which isn't true at all. I would like to be able to say to you that I don't like foreign cars, but uh, that would make me into the biggest bloody hypocrite you've ever heard because I, I work on European cars. So, But even the Europeans don't flood our market with their cars uh, like, the, uh, like the Japanese do and the Koreans do. The thing that bothers me the most is that it seemed, it appeared to me anyway in the 80s that the Japanese were uh, selling their cars by telling us that our cars were shit. And uh, I am I'm never bought that. Uh, that whole line of thinking was just wrong to me. And uh, I've uh, disliked those brands for a long time just because of that. Um, I, won't, I won't own them. It has nothing to do with Pearl Harbor. I just don't want to know them. Um, I've had the unfortunate pleasure of working on some of them. Uh, some of them weren't too bad. Some of them sucked. Probably the one car that I worked on them, and, and this is amazing to me, is that for years I worked on BMWs, many years. And uh, right now I'm employed at a BMW dealer. And I never had any encounter whatsoever with Audis, okay? A little bit of interaction with Volkswagens. My parents had them, a couple of Volkswagens. I fucking destroyed them both. But they were good cars. I, I'll freely admit they were great cars. I loved them. I didn't wreck them on purpose. Um, of course, you couldn't convince my father of that, but I didn't wreck them on purpose. And they were pretty good cars. But uh, Audis... I went into, uh, I, I left the dealership at one point and, and worked for an independent and uh, suddenly had Audis thrust upon me. And I'd never had any opinion whatsoever of Audis, good or bad, no opinion whatsoever. I had never ridden one, never owned one, never drove one, never worked on one, ever, 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 ever. But after three years of occasionally getting these fucking things into work on, I've decided I fucking hate them. They're stupid. They don't make any sense to me. I looked at, I've looked at probably a good dozen, maybe two dozen of them, and wondered why in the fuck they did what they did. I mean, there was one car where the fucking half shaft for the front wheels ran through the transmission and not the, not the uh, engine oil pan like they do on most cars. No, this half shaft ran through the transmission between the torque converter and the flywheel. I, I was like dumbfounded. I was like, what the fuck? The technician had to take that shit all apart to fix some fucking oil leak because apparently Audis like to leak oil. Just to be fair, the BMWs like to leak oil as well, but their setup 
is uh, way more traditional and conventional than the Audis. One of the last Audis I have ever worked, I worked on, and one of the last Audis I will ever work on was some S8 thing uh, from a bunch of years ago that had been neglected because that's the other thing that Audi owners don't feel like they need to do maintenance to their cars. And so when they fuck up, they're like, oh, uh, I don't know why it screwed up. Uh, that's because you haven't changed the oil in 30,000 miles, jackass. This car apparently had some sort of problem. The air conditioning didn't work. And I looked into that engine compartment for a good half an hour and I could not fucking find the AC compressor. It apparently did not run off the serpentine dry belt, which I could barely see because the fucking radiator was jammed right up against the front of the engine. I never did actually find the AC compressor, although I did see something turning, but it looked and it looked like the air conditioning compressor, but it seemed like it was in there backwards and that the belt was running off maybe I don't know the steering shaft or something i don't know i never i never could see anything in it the engine was jammed in there like 10 pounds of shit and a two pound sack i mean it, this kind of fucking car that you want to change the serpentine dry belt on it you had to take the front end off the fucking thing it's like ridiculous anyway to make a long story short i found out what else was what was wrong with the ac system and we were able to fix it without having to pull the front end off which i thought was amazing but that's the last Audi I'll ever work on. If somebody says to me, oh, hey, can you work on my car? I'll pay you big money. And I go, I'm betting you it's an Audi. I go, yeah, how'd you know? Because you said big money. Because if you drive an Audi, if you have an Audi, you're going to have to pay because nobody wants to work on those things. Even the guys at Audi think that they're piles of shit because I've talked to them. And it's the same company that makes Volkswagens and Porsches and everything else. And, and even though a Porsche is not real, really a dream to work on, they make a little bit more sense than the Audis. And the Volkswagens, yeah, sure, some parts of the Volkswagen are the same, but they don't seem as difficult to work on. I don't understand why they had to make the Audis just horrendous. I have these feelings about these cars, and typically I wouldn't express these opinions because I know some of you like them. I know that there's some Audi guys out there who love Audis. Okay, fine. You can love whatever you like. And uh, because I'm a BMW guy, I know there's a lot of guys. I know there's a real lot of guys who hate BMWs because they're very expensive to fix, and they're right. The parts cost triple what they should cost. I mean, if you go to buy a water pump for a, a, a Chevy Cobalt or whatever little car they're making now, the Cruze, it, it might cost you $25, $30, $40 or whatever it costs. If you want to buy one for a BMW, it's going to be three, dollars $400. And it's, oh, by the way, electric. And, oh, to change them? Yeah. Those electric water pumps are put down on the bottom of the engine, much like a starter. And you have to shred a bunch of shit. You have to put it up on a lift. You, you, you really can't even do it in your driveway. I mean, you could. I could. But you wouldn't want to if you were a DIYer. Not at all. So... There's that. Um, but I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the Japanese cars. I'm even smaller fan of Korean made cars because uh, in their market, a lot of them don't drive. They don't have cars. So there's no reciprocation. Guys, we all have cars that we like to work on and we have cars we don't like to work on. You've heard about how much I dislike Audis. I used to really like working on, and I still like working on, older cars okay so i have a garage full of uh early 70s gma bodies which i love and i know everything about them i love everything about them i thought that they were great uh i bought tons of them when they were worthless and now for some reason 
it appears as if they're all made out of gold. Uh, guys want five grand for ones with the doors torn off and the roof is ripped open and, you know, might have three or four good parts on it. So um, everything comes around that goes around. Uh, according to what the price prices that I see online, the cars that I own that I bought for, you know, a, a few hundred dollars a few years ago are now worth thousands and thousands of dollars. And I have tons of parts for them. And I love working on them. I, like I said, I know everything about them. And I, lo I love to restore them. So if you were to ask me, uh, do I prefer being a technician now or a technician back in the day? Uh, I'd say it's 50-50, okay? Because back in the early 70s, the late 60s, early 70s, working on cars was, it was simple. And people worked on their own cars all the time. So if somebody rolled into your shop and said, hey, you know, how much to do the brakes on my car? And you said, you know, adjusted for, adjusted for inflation, you probably said 25 bucks. They went, no way. I could do it myself for five, you know, and they could, but they can't anymore. So we're living in a golden age now. You guys that work on cars and even heavy equipment is getting to be the same and airplanes were always the same. There's nobody out. There's not a lot of people out there doing DIY stuff to their airplane. Okay. So you guys don't really count. You guys are pretty well set. These guys with airplanes have to bring them to you for their annual inspections and they have to have certain stuff done and that's it. They have to pay. Um, as far as cars go, nowadays, they're so complicated. They're so uh, intricate and uh, they're so exotic that, quite frankly, if a customer works on it himself, he's probably just going to ruin it. He's going to destroy it. He's going to create more work for you. So it's not happening. And the other thing that's happening is that uh, people who, you know, maybe if they were born 10 or 20 or 30 years earlier might have might have been able to actually work on their car they might have had the intelligence to work on their car and you know do something to it now they they don't they don't they look at their car and they open the hood and they don't recognize anything even 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 myself i open the hood on one of the cars i work on and, and there's nothing there that bears any resemblance to the engine that's underneath the hood of my 72 cutlass you know, there's, there's nothing, nothing's the same. They have spark plugs. That's it. And they use gasoline. And there's coolant. That's it. There's some rubber hoses. Um, you, you couldn't you couldn't use one of those rubber hoses off a new car on an old car. You can't do it. Now they're, they have plastic ends on them, and they snap in, and uh, the plugs are, you know, they have three electrodes. There's no plug wires. Uh, the fuel goes into a, a pump that runs off a camshaft, and that pump that runs off the cam makes that fuel about 1,500 PSI, and they force it into the combustion chamber through a direct injector, and uh, it just, just doesn't bear any resemblance to anything that's gone before it. So if, if we're talking about the kind of cars we want to work on, you all have your favorites. I have my favorites. Um, I make a lot of money because when I work on the cars that I work on, I know exactly what's wrong with them. There's not much they can do that I'm not familiar with what's really going on. Um, and to be honest with you, and if you have to work on a BMW, the first thing you need to look at, the first thing that you need to 
put your attention to is the battery, okay? Because there's so many fucking electronics in those things. There's so many electronics in there. And they're all running off the battery when the car's not running. And sure, sometimes they shut off. Sometimes they just go into a sleep mode and they don't use a lot of power. But the truth is, a lot of shit's on all the fucking time. And it kills the batteries. And it runs them low. And the other thing that happens is the customer takes, comes out in the morning and gets in the car, starts it up, drives three fucking miles, and shuts it off. Well, in three miles, your car is not going to generate enough energy to recharge a battery for all the energy you just used to start the fucking thing. So if he does this for weeks and weeks at a time, eventually his battery is going to be dead. Um, the best thing they could do is if they live three miles from where they work and it's not too, it's not too, uh, the weather's not too unpleasant, they should walk to work, honestly, or ride a bike. Um, they live that close, it should be an option. Anyway, that's enough of me rambling on about cars. Uh, you have your brands, I have the brands I like. I want to hear what you like about your brands the brand that you work on. If you work on more than one brand, I'd like to hear the one that you work on that you like the most. I'd like to hear about the one that you work on that you like the least, okay? And it may be BMWs. I'm not going to be offended. I know that some people find them fucking amazingly intricate and, and unusual and hard to understand and hard to fix. I don't, but that's only because I've just been at it for so long. Uh, you probably feel the same way about BMW that I feel about Audi. That's fine with me. Uh, let me know if you got old cars too, if you like them, and let me know. Uh, let me know what you think of the podcast. I really like to know that too. So I'm going to send you. I'm going to give you an email address here at the end, and a Facebook page, and a Twitter account. Whatever opinions you got, I want to hear them. Okay, let me know what brand, what brands and makes you like. Hit me up with them. Okay, this is your uncle Jimmy saying good night.